Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here for the Double Agents Episode 6 Recap Podcast. My name is Alan Aguirre, and we do not have Miss Nikki Sin here today because she is in Canada. Well, she's always in Canada, but she's on her vacation, and she's finishing that up. So we have our lovely guest host, one of the most handsome men on Twitter, one of the best English teachers in Virginia, Mr. Luke. Yes, that's me. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. So how did you, how did you feel about the episode? I thought it was pretty good. I felt like um, it, it really gave what I wanted to see. Um, I stand a certain sum, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. So I was a little sad to see how the episode ended, but it was really good. I like to see kind of the politics and always love a mini final. So I liked it. It was uh, very symptomatic of this whole season where it's just been a, a B minus the entire way through. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. I enjoyed it because it was heavy on heavy on some Ashley, and I'm an Ashley fan. I'll try to I try to not keep that in there too much, but I t- I see what you're saying. There's something like maybe missing in some of them, but B minus I think is a good grade for it. I, I'll take B minus over some of the seasons we've had, like the last two. So like to me, B minus is great. Like I'll take solid B minus challenge any day of the week. Yeah, you yeah. want it to be better sometimes, but B minus is fair. Yeah, agree. You sound like my students. They'll take a B minus. <laughs> and the episode itself opened up with everyone being sketched out by Teresa because apparently she knew what the rookie plan was. And even though she burned her vote, she didn't tell Anissa what was going on, which to me was fair for Teresa because she's playing her own individual game. But you kind of see where everyone else is getting at. Yeah, I was I was happy to see Teresa get some more screen time. I've been missing her. I mean, we've not seen her in many, many seasons. But for Teresa's game, yeah, I totally get it. But if I'm one of those vet girls, it's like, hey, I'm working with Teresa. I'd be like, well, what the heck's going on? You couldn't even give us a head up, heads up, especially Anissa. So, yeah, very, very just sticky. What's so funny in that scene where she's arguing with Lolo, the stool she is on is like so low. And she looks like a five-year-old. In that scene where she's just like arguing with Lolo, and I, I just, I don't know, she needed to get a better chair. It doesn't help too that Lolo's like six foot eight, and she like was hovering over her. She's <laughs> Lolo's. I've lost to say about Lolo throughout this, but I'll save it for now. <laughs> and after that scene, we had Leo talking to Gabby about how being in the house is kind of triggering a lot of things for him. If you didn't know this, when he was actually a teenager, not only was he in group homes, but he went to a psych ward at one point because he was having deep psychological problems, deep depression problems. And he's a very talented man in the wrestling world, but his outside of the wrestling ring stuff has always affected him. He chooses to leave the show. And you could tell it was serious when even TJ is like, guys, you had to let him leave because mental health is so important. And you never see TJ like that. That's I literally wrote that down because I did take notes because I was I'm a nerd. But yeah, like this, I think is the first time someone's quit and TJ's been like, we've got to respect this health matters, which is probably a push from both MTV producers and just the world we're in now. But I liked it. I liked it. They showed his real vulnerable backstory, why he's making this decision to leave. And it wasn't like he was scolded for taking care of his mental health. It was, as you said, it was praised. So I like that. Very different. And it's honestly a bit heartwarming to see that we're not just bashing quitters because sometimes they do have good reasons. Yeah, I agree. It's also the fourth player of the season knocked out via non-game reasons. 
Yeah, I also jotted that down. That's kind of crazy. I mean, very lopsided on the girl's side, but a fourth person, and they're probably like two weeks into filming, if even that, that's got to be like a huge concern for your production. But yeah. They also probably spent a decent amount of money on Leo to show up just in general because he is decently famous in the wrestling world where he was a champion in WWE like a year before filming this, like within like eight months of filming this. Yeah. Yeah, I was in my, as I watched this, I was like, is he somebody I want to see maybe back? Because I usually don't want to see quitters. I don't know. Maybe if like filming took place not in like such a deep quarantine at home and if his wife wasn't pregnant and all these things. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he I know he says he wants to come back. I've kept up with him on Instagram and stuff. But I'm not sure if he'd be a good fit to come back. If they did another champ versus pros, I think I'd like to see him on that. But yeah, it's one of those things where he didn't really shine enough. But also maybe MTV didn't really let him shine because they knew he was going to leave anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And as I was watching, I was like, Oh, this is before he decided to leave. I was like, this is a lot of Leo. We've not seen this since, you know, the meet the agents episode. Um, so it was nice to see more, but like you said, he might not have even provided that much content. Yeah. And then they had the daily challenge itself. Gabby gets partnered with Devin because he does not have a partner. They are a team. They exist. That's about all I'm going to say. I mean, it's not, it's not hate. It's just they're, existing here and they're gonna do okay together yeah nothing about it made me be like oh I'm so excited so yeah <laughs> the daily challenge itself was a five mile trek where the two players would carry a giant beam uh pole looked about i don't know how how, how much do you think it weighed like 50 pounds i'd say 50 pounds yeah yeah and they would have to trek through muddy terrain water uh stuff like that and then they'd have a few obstacles uh, one of them, they had to put the pole through a wall and then climb up that wall using the pole. Then they had a math challenge where they had to add up all the sides of like these random numbers to 38. Most of the teams did not solve it. Only three of them did. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, it was just check to the finish line. Yeah. The my favorite part of the whole thing was when they were going through the like the instructions, I guess, or the directions to the entire like daily challenge. They said five miles, and it panned to Fessy being like looking at Anissa, and it panned to Anissa looking at Fessy like, "Oops, sorry, can't do this." Like, hey, my strong suit. I was like, "Holy cow, this is going to be interesting." I I did love that some people were like, "Yeah, this is my first time carrying something like this in my life," and they were just like, you know, honest about it. I like that there were a lot of different team strategies. Uh, the team that came in first place was Jay and Teresa, and they killed this. And at first, they were in last place. But once mm -hmm. Teresa saw that flat land, she was like, we are running now because this is this is where you run. And you're someone who you, you ran cross country. You yeah. know all about that. This is this is the area where, like, you can make up ground really easy. Yep, I thought the exact same thing, cross-country related. As soon as they saw that and she said that, I was like, oh, yeah, she knows exactly what to do. And they were strong. Like, you're right. They were in the back to begin with, but so they were so close. Like, she knew they could catch up, and when they did, it was incredible. And even some of the editing made it seem like it was a close finish, but when you watch it, it's like they probably won by, like, 10 seconds, which is a long time if you're running. So it's pretty impressive. What I thought was – I think people were shocked that they won, and I think it's because – combined they're about the same they, they both look really small jay's like mm -hmm. probably like 150 Teresa's probably 130 Teresa yeah. is so is somehow skinnier now after having two kids yeah <laughs> exactly it really is but 
Teresa killed the final of X's two. She killed the mini final with Wes, and Jay fits many of the same archetypes that Wes did on X's two in terms of like the body type, the skill set. So I wasn't surprised they won this. Yeah, and an extra three thousand per person initially stated. That's got to be a totally a perk. Love that they boosted to six thousand. I think that's cool. I always think that they should add more prizes to challenges because why not? Yeah, it's an incentive. It's awesome. Yeah. They were helped, though, by the fact that Corey and Ashley went the wrong way after the math portion where they had the lead. And that's just, I mean, it's heartbreaking because that was inevitably the difference in winning the challenge and then who went into elimination. Exactly. And I like literally watching it, I was like, oh, my gosh, what could have been had they just went the right way? Watching it, I'm like, how could they both be so dumb? You know, like Ashley's like, I trusted Corey. And then she goes on to say, like, I could have looked, too. It's like, yeah, you both should have looked like how the heck do you get that wrong? Um, Seeing them do the puzzle. I mean, really, it was Ashley do the puzzle. I'm like, bam. In case anybody's like, oh, what are Ashley's strengths? Like, are her wins flukes? Like, she dominated that puzzle and quickly. And she made that comment like, yeah, like in the offseason, yeah, I train a little bit. But I do word games. I do number games. I do these games. That's important, too. It's true. I love this word game. I, I have all those on my phone, too. I'll be honest. So when I see Ashley do that, I'm so proud. Teresa also solved it pretty quickly as well on her yeah. side. She's always been good at stuff like that. Yeah. I think Corey is really impressive because for years, his endurance was made fun of. And he got that ACL surgery. And people were like, oh, yeah, your endurance is bad. Like Now he's just like fully healed and showed that there were ACL problems. Yeah. Before, it kind of seemed like, yeah, you're just not working hard enough, Corey. But this and then the final last season and then all the endurance stuff last season, he is he's gotten really good at the challenge. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And he was the, he was the pushing factor with him and Ashley towards the finish. So I'm like he was like the motivator. He was going. So, yeah, I agree. His his stamina is pretty good. Something that I think was also important is that Corey and Ashley, they're what like there's like what a three inch difference in height, a two inch difference in height. And then Jay yeah. and Teresa are also like the same height as well. And with Fessy and Anissa, one of the teams that struggled, Big T and CT, when you have that one foot difference in height and you have to carry the thing and it's coming all the way down on the girl's shoulder and it's just poking all the way through, there yeah. even, even if it even if it even if it doesn't feel <laughs> like they're carrying that much weight, the pressure is still being applied to them fully. Yeah, gravity. I mean, you're exactly right. Holding on to here doesn't matter if it falls back like an inch from the slope. So yeah. That that's a huge disadvantage to them. That's why I thought like the World of the Worlds two final was like a little bit unfair to the US team where people are like, Oh, look at Ninja's not doing well. Like she's weak. And I'm like, well, Ninja's like five foot, maybe five one, and Zach is six four, and they're trying to carry the same gurney, so it's coming all down on her. Yeah. And the same with Kara and even Ashley in that final two, where it's like, what do you expect from them when you have all these height differences? Yeah, plus extra weight, but that's a different tangent. I hate that final. <laughs> yeah. In third place was Cam and Kyle, who I think they were the best team physically. I mean, I think they were in first place when they got to the wall, first place when they got to the puzzle, and then they just couldn't solve the math. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're such an interesting pairing because Kyle is somebody who when you think of him, you don't think like, oh, he's this great finalist. He's made lots of finals and has made it far in lots of seasons and does really well. 
the exact same can be saying, said for Cam. Like, she's made finals. She's an elimination beast. Like, she's such a good competitor. So that's a pairing I would have never been like, hmm, they're going to rock this out. But I never also like they're going to flop. They're a good, solid pairing. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're B-minus players. I think they're like A-minus players, if anything. Or like a- Cam's awesome. Kyle's awesome. But you don't think of them in that way, especially when it comes to daily challenges. But they're right. just solid. They're not gonna. They're not gonna bring each other down in any way. Yeah. And fourth was Josh and Nani, which personally I kind of expect because Nani she kills these type of events. Yeah, I love that she said that. She was like, "This is where I can show off," and I think she did. And as much as I think a lot of people don't like to give Josh credit, he's a great partner. And this is just even more evidence. We saw them partner together on World of Worlds 2 for that swimming purge, and he was such a motivator. And it seems like on this on this daily, like they were both motivating each other. They both went well, so I really enjoyed watching that. Yeah, and, and his size comes in handy here because he's not too big, and he's yeah. not too small either, where he can take on some extra weight. Nani also is like sneaky tall as well, uh, yeah. so that's good for them. Leroy and Casey, fifth. It's like the more boring version of... Yeah, uh, Cam and Kyle. Yeah, totally agree. Like right in the middle is where I'd expect them. Both great competitors, but like you know, you got fifth. Okay. In sixth was Darrell and Amber B. Good on them. Yeah, I haven't seen much from them so far. Whenever Darrell is on screen, though, it's hilarious. He always says something oh, funny. Love him. Yeah, he's just funny enough for people to be like. Why are we getting more Darrell? Right. And he just says like some like, you know, his comments are just random off the cusp. And that's genuinely how he feels in the moment. And it doesn't seem produced. And that's what I really appreciate. I like that Amber was just, I, I, don't, I don't even know what I want to say about Amber. I have nothing on Amber. I, I was going to pretend to have a skit on her. And I just don't. She exists. And she's Darrell's partner. And does she even exist that much? Mm, I don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, she's still here. Okay, cool. In seventh was Nam and Lolo, who had – it's just so funny, man, because Lolo is someone who – she only communicates with you when things are going badly. Yes, and she doesn't do it well. She's a horrible communicator. Seeing her freak out – when they weren't winning, like there was no consolation prize for seventh place, which is what place they got. There was no consolation prize for second place. They weren't <laughs> winning the thing. There was no need to jog across – the finish line. This is not the Olympic hurdles. Okay. She was freaking out on him and he was trying to be such a good communicator. There's clearly a language barrier there. Like English is not his first language. She's fully aware of this and she still just is going absolutely nuts. And there I say it, I was like, this is very reminiscent of Turbo and Ninja Natalie. Now, now different kind of scenarios going on there, but so I'm just like, ease up. Like it's, it's fine. I can't stand Lolo, but I'll I'll not go off on that tangent. Yeah, generally I enjoy her antics because she's just a bit dramatic and good for reality TV. This just wasn't fun to watch because it, it again it feels like only when she's down does she get mad at him, and she can't take anything back. She just can't. She yes. can't deal. And one of the funny moments when she's like, I, "In every sport I played, we run to the finish line." I'm like, "You're you're a track star. Of course, you're running to the finish line. You you're not gonna walk to the finish line in a track race." And that's a solo sport for the most part. Like her events are solo, and even on the bobsled team, I'm like, "You're not running to a finish line." Like, uh, so you're right though. She's great entertainment, but 
I cannot disconnect that she's so unchecked with her own reality sometimes. And that's what makes her a perfect candidate to be on these shows. But it's also like the disconnect has to come together at some point. I just, I feel bad for Nan because she is just throwing him downhill. He's just trying his best. And for him, it's like, okay, you want me to communicate at all times, but I'm just trying to physically do my best right now. And I'm switching over from English, like, from German to English to communicate with you. And English is probably his fourth language, his third language. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Eighth place is the team of Devin and Gabby, who existed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ninth, Michi and Amber. So I know they came in third to last, but I'm still proud of them because they combined away one Fessy. Yeah, I literally wrote that down. We didn't see them, but I wanted to see more of them. Because I know they were struggling, but probably not that bad. Because if, if they were struggling that bad, I know good and well they'd be shown. They'd be like, ah, layup, struggling. And they didn't get last, so. They were also very transparent about their situation. Like, yeah. look, we're not <laughs> going to do that well here. We're undersized in this. We have to carry this. This weighs one-third of us or, like, yeah. one-fifth of us. So they just weren't going to do well in this challenge. So the fact they didn't come in dead last is huge for them. Yeah, agreed. Tenth was Big T and CT. And, yeah, CT wasn't happy, but he also was happy that they weren't last. Yeah, and he was he was motivating her, and I know that it was it, – like, it, you could physically see on her face that she was bothered by it. And not that I think that she doesn't want motivation. She's just probably not used to it because, like, this is a new world for her. And I also was like, this is really devastating after having won the challenge, the challenge before – and now to be like, oh, maybe this partnership isn't as strong as we thought. I think their dynamics wonderful, but CT brought up good points of like, if I'm gonna have to carry all the weight, this doesn't seem like the best deal for me. It was very transparent and honest. It wasn't in a way to put Big T down. It was just laying all the cards on the table. Yeah, I agree. In eleventh place was Fessy and Anissa, and it was. The funniest thing ever. It was it was just so great because Anissa, oh my God. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Anissa, I love that she is like, I she's honest that like cardio is not my thing. That's not my strength. Like she is a stronger girl. She's a powerhouse, whatever. But she's shorter than Fessy. Um, she's clearly not a good judge of character since she went back to Fessy. Like, I feel like Anissa probably would have fared better with Leroy because there is less of a height difference. And Leroy is more of a motivator than Fessy. Um, but I, I don't know why I didn't secretly love it. I do love it that they came in dead last because I know that Fessy's like, crap, how did it end up back to Anissa? And I know that's reality check for Anissa. Like, hey, if I ever am going to make it to a final and win one, like, I've got to work on my cardio. Like being strong is wonderful. Being smart and political is great too. But like, once you get to the final, you got to run, you got to swim, you got to do something. Um, so their last place was only a little bit shocking for me. So I've already thought that Anissa could never win a season. Like I've already had that in my brain, but she's been kind of okay the last two seasons. And she always says like, Oh, don't underestimate me. I am better than you think I am. This was like the ultimate, like I'm drawing the line here. You can yeah. never say that again to me because you come in 11th out of like these people. You're like, you're letting Michi and Amber beat you. And I like that. I like that duo. Right, right, right. And she's saying like, look, it's not the final. We don't need to come in first place here. I'm like, yeah, but you don't want to come in last place to Michi and Amber. Right. 
And, and I found that interesting too, that TJ was like, our team that has the two skulls does the worst. It just was not a good look. And you're right. It was, it's where I drew the line to sand too. It's like, Anissa, maybe bank on a team season, but otherwise it's probably not happening for you. Great reaction faces though. Great reaction faces. Though. I'll take her for that alone on the show. Yeah. Then after the daily challenge, as you mentioned, TJ tells them that their prize is to get protein powder and then $6,000 each. Corey drops on the floor where he's just upset because he lost out on $6,000 right there. And that could have bought some nice things for Ryder. Mm -hmm, Exactly. What was the protein pack itself? Um, I honestly don't know. I I will say in previous challenge seasons, like where they've had like promo it's been really forced and yes this is still a little bit forced but i like how casual it was the house they were just like oh this is cool like they had like the muscle massager and stuff like that and they were oh, like that's what that is okay yeah all right all right because i was really they opened up the pack and I was, I was just expecting it to be protein powder itself and like beef jerky snacks and stuff like that and yeah. it wasn't and obviously that's healthier than burger king but i don't know why i always like it when burger king sponsors the challenge because then everyone gets hyped for Burger King for the first time ever. Yeah. And I will say this is like a weird like statistic or like numbers thing. I love when people win like random amounts, like $6,000 in the middle of the season because it on the challenge wiki and stuff like that, it changes like sometimes their placement. It happened last season on Total Madness with two people and it changed their placement of where they were with like the most or the highest paid challengers. So I really like when that happens. Yeah, it was, um, I think it was Adam Royer won $500 on Rivals 1, even though he was only there for half an episode, because they won that first challenge. So technically on Adam Royer's wiki, it says he's won $500 on the challenge. Yep, exactly. It's just so funny to me, because that could like separate it. Like he's first boot, like, or not even first boot, just like bye. But like, one could argue he's more successful than, dare I say, Fessy, who's not won any money in it. And a final to this point. I mean, Fessy would hate hearing that knowledge, but it's true. Yeah, technically, I would love if TJ during a challenge was like, "All right, guys, first place, open up his wallet. We got twenty-seven dollars." Like if we're just playing <laughs> on the board, you know. <laughs> you know, they've done crazier stuff. So after Jay and Teresa's win, uh, Ashley goes to Teresa and asks where she, where her head is at. Teresa brings out the list of names very much in the vein of her old nemesis, Laurel. Yes. I, I wrote that down. I'm like, this is literally like years ago, but now, and the roles were switched. It was just so funny. But we, what it, it can be said, she probably realized how intimidating that was when Laurel did it because from free agents, she was freaking just could not handle it. And it's a nice tactic because Ashley was obviously paranoid. She was like, what the heck? I also think just having the visual of all the names can sometimes like clear things up for you a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think it's a great tactic, but it just was so funny. Like we both said, like it was so reminiscent of season 25 or free eight or yeah, free agents. She then decides that the play is we're going to get the house vote on Ashley because Ashley already doesn't trust her. Mm-hmm. And she goes around the entire house, tells everyone to do it. It was a little bit much. I feel like when you make one of those plans, you got to, it has to be more of a whisper game versus a walk around to everyone game. Yeah. 
And I didn't really understand, like I understand her thought process that though Ashton, that's a big name, but I would think too, if I'm in the place of power and I have the chance to go in myself, I might be looking at other names that I could go up against, but that's clearly not where she was going. I think Jay told her the right game plan that I've been thinking the whole season. Get your skull at the end if you can. Just like yeah. go in at the end. Doesn't matter who you're facing because he's like, I had two skulls last season. That didn't mean anything. It meant zero. That's true. That's true. And and at the at bottom line is like as much as this is a competition, it's also a reality TV show. Like you want to be there as long as you possibly can. For sure. And I think the history of people going down is re- I think Jenna is the only person in recent years who won when they volunteered right. and everyone thought she was trying to lose. Right. Which, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're right. Now that you say that I, I can rationalize that it's probably not best, especially since Jay was her partner. It's like, Hey, I went down twice. Had to. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> they get that plan going. They have their little party and their little igloo. Uh, Kyle's telling Jay, like, you're going to warn us before, right? he's like, oh, dude, you're good. And honestly, in my brain, I didn't even consider Kyle and Cam as a team who could go in. Right, right. It just didn't make sense to me in that moment. I think, too, at the part, at the igloo, too, um, Corey went up to Jay. Because they're friends outside of the show. I know they reference that. But, like, I see them on Instagram and stuff. And I was like, yeah, he would definitely, like, tell him that was even a plan. So, yeah, it was strange. It was weird. It was just the lack of tra- – it, it was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. That that that's like the main thing where I think Jane Teresa made a really good play. I think everything in between it though was just a little bit too extra, and they could have cleaned it up a bit. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has it's because well, Jay did last season, so it's his only season. He was there for such a short amount of time, and we've not seen Teresa since. I mean, what is the last season? Was it Access Two? And she's known for being bad at politics. And now she's trying to play politics. Yeah. And Jay, I mean, he's from Survivor where you're not telling someone to their face that you're blindsiding them. Yeah, that's true. A whole different world. (laughs) The deliberation happens. Uh, Ashley, I think, makes one of the strongest cases out of anyone where she's like, look, guys, do you want to run a final with Amber M or do you want to run a final with me? Which is the argument that other people should have been making. It's the argument Tori should have made last week. Yep. When she said that, I literally wrote down, well-spoken. Because she listed off, I think it was five separate points, and they were all great. And the second that she said, like, listen, guys, I'm good at finals. Like, you need to run with me. Amber M chimed in, which I love her too, so this is no shade to her. But she was like, well, some people flop in finals. And Ashley's like, well, luckily I haven't. I think that was verbatim what she says said. Like, luckily I haven't. I'm like, that's so true. Um, yeah, you got the accent on it too, so you, you got her verbatim. Uh, <laughs> but with with Amber, is yeah, she was just like she had to defend herself because if she doesn't, then it oh, goes yeah. downhill. And what really helped Amber was Michi, who like nobody's scared of Michi, but he's kind of like, hey, you're voting for both of us here. I'm a likable guy. Like let's not yeah. let's not do this, guys. It, just having that support behind her helped. Agreed. Because anytime you see like a pan of like the guy sitting around Michi's with him. Seems to have a great time. I agree. And I think it's good on Amber M to speak up for herself. A lot of rookies probably wouldn't though this season they are. Thank God. Um, but she's just like, let's not play the same game. And as much as that's to a detriment to my favorite, I still appreciate her doing that. The votes come out and for the first time, it's not a majority vote. We have a plurality. 
Nine yeah. out of 20 people, but for Ashley and Corey, a lot of burn votes. And yeah, I mean, it showed the power of the rookie girls because uh, Gabby and Devin, Big T and CT, Nam and Lolo, Amber and Michi, and then a rogue vote from Casey. And I think Casey has been on the right side of every vote this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which they might put be of uh, some of her big brother things, yeah. <laughs> I think Nam and Lolo have also been on the right side of every vote this season. And so they put him in. And that's actually like a big move for Big T, I think, because Ashley's one of her best friends in yeah. the house. And she's like, look, Amber's my girl. The itty bitty committee is a thing. As much as I love Ashley as a friend, this is something where we're getting together. And Teresa and the rookie girls, it's, they're a thing. Yeah. And I, I thought the same think when i first saw the names pop up i was shocked that it was just nine out of 20 like that's not even the majority but yeah a plurality for sure and i was like well, that kind of sucks for big t that she did that but if if that's the best move for big t if you're trying to throw in big names like that helps her chances in a final in or in future eliminations i was kind of bummed to see ct do it too just because like my heart still warms thinking about the invasion final and them together at the beginning of this season but i do like that he stuck by his partner ct or not ct big t uh, I, I appreciate that side of CT. You could, it's funny because Teresa was kind of bagging on Wes at the beginning of the season. And you could make the argument right now that she's playing the most West game ever where she's aligning with these rookies mm-hmm. who she can beat in the end and has all these little side deals where she's kind of playing other people, getting these big targets against each other. And you have that moment where the names come on the screen and you could feel like Teresa, if she had a cigarette, was going to put it in her arm because she was like, is this how Wes feels every season? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And she made the comment, too, in the deliberation, oh, well, some people lied. I think she definitely expected more. And to not see the majority of the house just confirms you, like, you don't have the numbers you think you have. It was just, it was just so funny because she yeah. was feeling the high of a political move where she's never done that before in the show's history. She's seen Wes do it as her, as her partner, but right. historically she's the one who gets screwed over by things like this. So for her, it's she's over the moon. Yeah, and she, I think she said, like, I can't believe this happened, and she literally lurked around, and I was like, well, you can have that moment. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, we have her going up to Cam, trying to make a play where she's like, you know, I think I'm going to throw in Cam anyway, but I'm going to make this side deal with her where if it's physical, I'm going to help you get your gold skull, which is she's going to throw her in anyway, but she's going to try and play it off. Yeah. As, like we're helping each other. Yeah. I, I That was so transparent what she was doing. It's like, okay, you want to throw two big names with each other, but you want to make it look like it's to benefit who you think is going to win. It was, it was, I can understand her rationale, but Cam's not stupid. I'm not going to lie. In the moment, I was fooled. I was I, I was like, oh, that's a smart play uh, because CT did the same thing with Lolo last week. And I was like, yeah. yeah, that's a good move because I just the moment she votes her in regardless, I was like, oh, she was going to she was going to do this in any way. I'm boo boo the fool right now. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I do get I do get why that's said. But I think too many people give some of these competitors crap on like, why do you want to go against a small competitor? Like go against somebody your own size. That's not a rule of this game. Like, there are not weight classes. If I'm a bigger competitor, which I would never be, but if I were a bigger competitor, I would want to go against somebody smaller. Like, that just would be a no-brainer. So I, I appreciated Cam's 
candidacy, I guess, just that she was like, I'm not scared. And I believe Cam was not scared. I believe Cam could be probably everybody there um, in an elimination. But she was like, I don't know what it's going to be. Like, if it's not a headbanger, I don't want to take the risk of it just being some like circus game that I'm going to like get screwed out of. Yeah. Find the batteries in the wall. Yeah. God, I know. Yeah. <laughs> literally no skill except for like, oh, I can remember like 60 nights at a time. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, you're talking about the Johnny and the West. Yeah. That was so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what yeah. if you get the right three squares the first time? <laughs> Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> they go to the elimination. They make their move. Uh, they put in Cam and Kyle. Uh, TJ pulls a fast one on Corey and Kyle, which it's funny because TJ, he never does this. He never pulls anything like that where he's like, just kidding, you guys are going to watch the elimination. And He was so sick for that. I, I, was, I was like, when he said that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> as did everybody and then he's like because you're going to be watching your partners i'm like no but yeah. i'm not gonna lie i want to see kyle versus Corey more because i feel like they are the exact same competitor in a lot of ways where i don't think people consider them top guys but they don't consider them layups either and yeah. i just want i just want them to go against each other so they could tell us who's better yeah I have a thought of who's better, but I, I feel like Corey would be better, but I don't know. Yeah, I also think Corey's better as well. But again, you can't you know. Yeah, yeah. We can't say it until they go 1v1 and something like that. Right. Yeah. I just need that. I just need it in my life so I could like don't like just say it, like just have it there. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I like too that once it TJ announced like it's Cam versus Ashley, it like CT was like, this is the main event. Like, this is a main thing. If you think about, like, who's been predominant names the last few seasons, like, who who is seen as a threat, like, those two girls stand out. Um, and I was like, this will be very interesting to see. Cam versus Ashley. Cam, uh, Ashley versus Natalie. She's not getting these layups in elimination. Yeah. And it, I, I love Ashley, but she's got to stop hyping up her elimination wins because – her elimination record is technically like before this was three and three, but her only good win was against Nani, who yeah. has one of the worst elimination records ever. Yeah. Other than that, her wins have been kind of, kind of ugly. Yeah, and and I'm sure she would say the same, but like, well, she might not. I don't know. I can't speak for her. But like, eliminations are not her strength. the The gold skull, red skull twist is like not doing her any favors, and neither is going up against Natalie and Cam. Like that's very huge threats. The game itself is the players stand on a platform. They are hooked on a harness and they have to swing back and forth over to some poles that have uh, hooks on them. They have to hook their rings to some poles. If you drop the ring, then you have to go back to the floor and grab it. Only after you've used all six. Uh, First player to get six rings on six hooks wins. I thought it was a good elimination because... They, it, it's fair. You have to figure out a strategy to it. Uh, same thing. Uh, there's some physicality to it a little bit. I thought Ashley had the advantage because she has really long limbs. I thought that was going to come up huge. In the end, I, oh my, go for it. Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. I was, I thought it was fair, and I thought Ashley had the advantage. But go ahead, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, and the way we watched it play out was 
at first it looked like Ashley was doing a little bit better. And then Cam was doing terribly. But Cam was like, all right, what I'm doing is obviously not working. I'm going to figure it out. And then she just kind of kills it from there where she's getting the rings here, there, everywhere. Ashley drops a ring or two. Eventually she starts to get it a bit, but it's a little too late. Cam wins, I think, six to three or six to four. I think it's six to three. Yeah, with Ashley having two on the floor as well still that she'd have to pick up and never even got. It was a really impressive win by Cam because, again, I think this game was geared more towards Ashley's body type. Shows why she is, you know, kill a Cam because she thought she wasn't doing well. Took the time to make a new strategy. And it was a big win. It was a very impressive win. I thought the exact same thing. I think the issue with Ashley is she psychs herself out too much. I think CT even said, like, she's not worried about the game. She's worried about how mad she is. But that's not to discredit Cam because Cam, exactly what you said, she was like, okay, this is not going to do it for me. And she reassessed. It remind, She's really good under pressure. While she's a, obviously a, a very strong girl, like under pressure, she's great. I think back to the redemption um, elimination or redemption game, I don't know what you want to call it where her and Kaylee went against Brad and Kyle and it was a math problem. And like Kyle and Brad were all about their speed, but Cam was like, no, Kaylee, we're going to get this right the first time. So we don't have to redo this. Like the pressure, I feel like if I were a competitor, I'd be like, let's just do this fast. If we got to go back to the drawing board, we will. And it ended up paying off for Cam because she was smart about it. When a lot of people kind of fall under pressure. Yeah. She was really good with that. Her elimination with, Natalie was a little bit similar on Vendetta's where she falls first in the the way you had to go do the grappling thing. And she just really just pushes through. Then once Natalie falls, she's like, she can't figure out what to do. Whereas Cam is just pushing through. It did hurt her a little bit on Vendetta's in that one eating purge where she's like, no, no, I I can take my time. And I'm like, no, you can't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Painful to watch. I do got a fact check cam where she's like, oh, 10 and one. And I'm like, oh, technically you're eight and two, but. Yeah, I went right to the challenge wiki. I don't like, I was trying to think, are those from like her champs versus star season? But I don't think she won elimination. I know that Brooke yeah. Hogan took her out. Yeah, she, she only lost that. So I look, she, she, she can say she's 10 and one if she wants. Yeah. I'm cool with her saying that. She's a great competitor, but she is eight and two, which is so statistically, great. That's. Tied for the second best record ever through 10 eliminations. Wes went eight and two. Uh, so she's tied with him there. And then Laurel went nine and one. So literally it's Laurel, Wes, and Cam. Those are the three yeah. best elimination fighters of all time. The way I track elimination stats is that I care about how good you were through as many eliminations as possible. Yeah. Because you could see like, oh yeah, Wes is 14 and nine. But at one point he was 11 and two. And I don't know if anyone's ever going to go 11 and two again. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty crazy. So that's why when there are people who are like, yeah, but this person's three and oh, this person's eight and two, the three and oh person's better, like get to ten eliminations and we'll see. Yeah, I agree. So that is I mean, that is a testament to Cam to been in ten and win eight, that's huge. Especially with how this is her fifth season, I think. That's an average of two per season, and this season's not even finished. Like that's pretty wild. Yeah, and I think she is now fourth all-time for females because Anissa hit 10 that put her second and then Camilla and Laurel have nine as well so she could very well and if she keeps going for another season or two she could hit Carla's number of 13 like realistically yeah I'd like to see it 
Ashley's loses and yeah. it's just it's one of those things where for her she's like well I already lost this season once I I like it, you had to see it coming because you are an easy target once you've already been in elimination oh yeah I still hated it but but yeah she knew what was happening um I really loved the cam praise she gave though just I know that postseason like people that keep up with like Twitter and Instagram there's been some like contention and bad blood because of like how things were played out on the first episode but i'm so happy to see that like ash she was like at least i think i wrote down what she said well maybe i didn't but she was like teresa if you're down here with cam she's gonna whoop your ass cam babe go out win the whole thing like you've got it i appreciated that i liked it i love lira was like we're gonna win and then kyle's like no 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 we're gonna win (laughs) well maybe Cam gets to choose who her new partner was, and Darrell and CT are like, hey, come on, let's do this. Like, let, let's win this together. <laughs> Even funnier was they threw in Devin, and that was like, uh, it's like when you have a presidential campaign and you have like the, the whoever's in like the Green Party. Right, like, was, you, yeah. you could always vote for the Green Party. I'm right here. Right. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny too. And it's just like CT, don't even beg. You did not even want her first episode. Uh, I, I kind of was like, maybe she will switch to Leroy because they're obviously together. But I understand the political side of not doing that. Oh, so it's a long game. And when Leroy wins, it'll be easier to switch to Cam as his partner versus right now if she switched, they could be, still be gunned for as a as a unit. Yeah, I totally agree. Everyone is upset with Teresa, and I love it because I think Teresa – so when I first started watching the challenge, I just – I always support anyone who is, like, Latino or Latina unless they prove me very far otherwise. Uh, like, yeah. unless it's, like, Josh where he's just, like, annoying the hell out of me. Like, I, I will blindly support. Then, like, she goes off the show, and when I have her – one day I just sit in my room like, wait a minute. Teresa's a bad guy. and she plays that villain role so well though she really does she's just never gonna be that person you root for as like a good guy she she just stirs the pot she just knows how to by like looking at you i don't know what to say about it i agree and i think i think it's her personality her demeanor she just does not care what people think about her and i remember i was when i heard that she's gonna be on this season i was so excited because i love seeing people come back that haven't been on in a while and i was like i'm gonna root for her and then so far watching i'm like I can't root for you, but she's somebody I do love to hate. And it's not that I hate her, but it's it's easy to be like, ooh, the house doesn't like you or like the house is upset with you. Like, how is she going to react under pressure? She's definitely somebody that's that's fun to watch, even if she's not the likable, lovable, stand-worthy person. She's an elitist. And I don't mean that as like a jab. I mean, it is kind of a jab, but like she was already one before she, you know, left. And now she's married an NFL player, has kids. Like, doesn't need to be here at all. She's just here to compete. And it's just so funny. It's, I wish more people played and acted like Teresa because it's good reality TV. Yeah. And and I like what you said about, like, she doesn't need to be there. She doesn't have much to lose. So she can kind of play a more ballsy game that others might not be able to. But, yeah, I definitely think she knows that. And it's it's made very... No, to everybody there. All right. We are wrapping up here. 
what would you rate this episode out of eight Nam apps? Out of what? Eight Nam apps. Oh, out of eight Nam apps. Um, I would give it, let me do my quick math here. I would give it six out of eight. I definitely don't think we're in seven category. Uh, interesting dynamics throughout. Like I said, when we started this, I love a mini final. Like, even if it's not even how the actual final plays out, it's still just like, ooh, like who's a threat? Who's a who's like a whatever? Enjoy that. Loved, loved the elimination, even though my favorite went home. And I love that we kind of got to see that the whole house is really mad at Jay and Teresa. Jay, who was so lovable last season, even after he left, people were like, oh, poor Jay. People were like, oh, no, you're being snaky. So six out of eight is fair for me, I think. I love that on uh, Cam, like, I, I don't subscribe to Cam's Patreon, but like, Clips will leak onto Twitter and stuff like that. And she's like, yeah, I just didn't trust Jay at all. And I'm like, good. He's not to be trusted. He's a likable guy. I mean, he plays up that, like, surfer role really well. Yeah. But if you watch him on Survivor, if you you see through, like, you know, what he's actually saying a lot of the time, it's not super trustworthy. It's not super good guy-ish. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) He's got one of his, like, closest people on Survivor, like, pre-merge. It was heartbreaking, yeah. So, all right, where can people find you on social media if you want to be found on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Pukey Luke. That's M-R-P-U-K-E-Y-L-U-K-E. I tweet pretty bad challenge opinions, sometimes Survivor, sometimes Big Brother, but definitely challenge. And I'm an Ashley stan, so, um, yeah. It's so funny because I didn't think you were a real person for like a decent amount of time because I was like because you put like you had your photo online I was like oh he's really handsome he's heterosexual and he's an Ashley Stan from Virginia like that doesn't like that's not a real person yeah a lot of people didn't think I was real um I just always really liked Ashley like she's from West Virginia I'm from Virginia um and the only real world season I'd watch up until like probably the summer was her real world season not that that's what made me love her (laughs) (laughs) yeah yikes um but she's just always been such a polarizing person that I've been like, you know what? She's real, though, and I like that. So, yeah. Well, you were real. We love you. You can follow you. this podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, on YouTube, at Caffeine Confessionals, caffeineconfessionals.com. Follow me on Twitter at Dion Aguirre, medium, dionaguirre.medium.com. Have a great day. Have a good holiday. I don't know what holiday is going to be up, but it's have a good holiday regardless. Groundhog Day. February 2nd. Have a freaking fantastic Groundhog Day.